You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to an episode of Scaling Your Business. I am your host, David Andrus. And as always, it is a pleasure to have you with us. I think you guys are going to enjoy this show. I am excited to bring to you an individual who has an unbelievable story, which I'm excited to discuss. And hopefully this individual will get a little deeper with us. It is an individual who has come from the school of hard knocks, truly has made himself successful in many different avenues. But the journey he is on right now is far surpassing. Even when I knew him, it, it's beyond where I thought he would be. So I'm, I'm super excited to bring to you Mike Delgado. Mike Delgado is a life insurance and Medicare broker for UBG Lorraine. But first and foremost, he's a husband and a father of four children. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, David. Honored to be here. And man, you've come a long way as well. Love to see your growth and prosperity as well, my man. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you again for being here. And just so you know, Mike, what we do at Scaling Your Business, we like to talk to individuals in different aspects of industries, whether you are the CEO or business owner, whether you are an entry-level supervisor, broker, whatnot, we like to kind of find out everybody's stories of where they are currently and the success they have and how they got that success and how they scaled their business. Ultimately, we learn from the experiences we've gone through, whether those are good or bad. And we like you to just share with those so people can relate to you. Some people may not be able to relate to me, but when they hear it from someone who's going through those same situations or have gone through those situations and is experienced success that they may want to have, that's something that they'd be able to relate to on your guys' level. So we definitely want to bring that to people. And I'm excited for you to share your story. So again, let's get into this story, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do currently and the success you're at with your business? Well, today I'm proud to announce that I am a representative of UBG, Universal Benefits Group. And we have an office in Lorraine, Lorraine office. UBG is based out of Mansfield and the owner, Nick Baez and Amanda Baez were able to, you know, have a belief in me and allow me to join their team. Pretty much give me a Lorraine County area to work under their brand. And, and I take that, David, nowadays, I take that. I'm just humbled and honored that they were bestowed it upon me because, you know, when I was younger, once upon a time in my life, maybe people wouldn't do that for me. You know, so to be at that point in my life on this 50 years on earth, man, you won't believe how humbling it is. And I'm filled with gratitude, which is the healthiest of all attitudes. Good way to put it. I really like that. Gratitude, healthiest way of all attitudes, for sure. So you're typically on a daily basis. Can you touch upon what you do on a daily basis as far as operations in your business? Man, I tell you, the beauty of it, David, is every day is the same but different you know there's certain days we get up i got my team which comprises of and i say it's my team but i'm also on their team you know i don't got no nobody's the leader we all come together you know marcus smith and priscilla ramos are two of my team members and we like to get together have a powwow 
And usually what we do in the morning is we just get together and go over our day because we do a lot of appointments that are on site. We take it to the people. There's a lot of people, some people that, you know, maybe can't get to us and, you know, ain't mobile. And we go out in the field. Then also we have appointments too where we're at. They could come to us at times. But pretty much our day is that. And then dealing with the insurance carriers and just calling them up if there's any hiccups in the process and just remedying that for them. And then me personally, what I do, my strength with the team is, as you probably might know, it's just being a professional networker and just every day. I mean, I even got one day a week, David, where I do pound the pavement and pound the pavements every Wednesday. We go out in the field, we connect with other small business owners, entrepreneurs, and we try to go ahead and throw business their way. And they try to give us some too. It's just a lot of strong networking. It goes both ways. And we're very, very proud of our track record with that. Yeah. And, you know, so many people I talk to as well as first and foremost, that some of the biggest strengths that you need and they have developed is to become a networker. I mean, that's everything, right? To, right? to grow your business and or, you know, grow your production. You network. I mean, look at me and you. You know, we met but almost two decades ago. You know, we were both in a different place at that time. But somehow, some way, we always kept in touch. We never burned bridges with each other. And man, to be able to sit here today with you on this podcast, man, you won't believe how excited I was to be here and excited right now, even doing it even more so. Uh, well, we're excited to have you for sure. Let's talk about your successes. So what you typically, or what you do is not only you with someone else on their team, but ultimately you're creating your own business with inside that business, correct? True. Okay. And then a lot of these individuals in your contacts and the people that you talk to that are potential clients, where do you find those clients from? Well, we have something called leads mm-hmm. that we do purchase. And these are people that have sent in they get received a postcard asking them about our services and they responded favorably asking for us to come talk to them. But I've, I've been pretty fortunate myself with my leads as far as being my personal contacts via Facebook, primarily that I've known a lot of people over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a networker since a teenager and I can go on Facebook and inbox these people and say, hey, this is what I'm doing with life insurance. You know, are you interested? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, give me a quote. Boom. And then take it from there. You know, that's a true, true blessing in disguise. All those years of networking, it seems like everything is coming full circle, coming together and launching this business into a whole nother level. Right. That's amazing. That's awesome. And how long did you, when did you start? in the insurance business. I've got my start. Now this is my third year. Third year and you already created a team, correct? Oh man, a a team. I'm part of a team, creating a team. I'm on their team. You know, it's it's just growing, you know, and come January, we're going to be looking to expand the team. But right now there's a lot going on. We have to finish the year out strong, but come January, we will be looking to expand the team. And when you develop your team, you ultimately become their mentor, I'm assuming, correct? So you show them the ways and how they go about and get their leads, how they network as well, correct? Man, I'll tell you what, David, that definitely is true. But I can honestly say too, because one thing me, as much as I'm a teacher, I'm a student. Mm -hmm. And I learned one thing, man, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but this old dog right here, 
I love learning new tricks. And, and Marcus and Priscilla, they really come aboard. And Nick Byers and Amanda, man, they really are showing me things too. So it's kind of good. It's give and take with everybody. We're learning off each other, pushing each other. And I'll tell you, man, I could not be surrounded by more positive people that are constantly and continuously wanting growth in their life. That's great. And yeah, you know, I go along with that as well. It's, you, you, you can't teach a, an old dog new tricks, but that old dog may not be willing to be coachable. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're willing to Amen. learn, Amen. You, you, you'll learn. If you're coachable, you can learn new things, no matter what age, no matter how long you've been in your industry or another industry. I, I truly believe that as well. So at one point, like you said, that you never would have thought years ago that you'd be in this place and nobody would have gave you that that kind of advantage or that kind of opportunity to be in a situation where you are now. What was it that changed? What was it like back then compared to now? Can you tell us your journey, even from grade school? Yeah, well, you know, in grade school, you know, I come up in the uh, quote unquote project housing. It's good old South Rain. You know, and when I was in grade school, you know, I guess they said that the project housing at times could be a quote unquote breeding grounds for juvenile delinquents or troublemakers or, you know, and, and, and of course I got into my fair share, you know, grew up faster in that area because everything is around you is more prevalent, you know, and of course this is the age before social media, before the internet, but what I seen things in real life. And sometimes when you see it and you encounter it in real life, it's a lot more in your face. It could be potentially a lot more dangerous. So, Mike, real quick, those what was more prevalent? Then? You know, like things I saw growing up as a young teen or even as a teen, you know, around me in that area. You know, you see, the, you got the gang, you got the drug dealing, you got the, believe it or not, there's prostitution. You got the gambling. You know, you just got a lot of illegal activities going around. That you come out to your apartment, you walk around the back, and boom, there it is right there. Gotcha. You know, so so close to home, and then at times right there in your own backyard, you know, and, and everybody, human nature, you get curious. Sometimes you get drawn into it, which me as a youngster, I did get drawn into a few of those things, and I, I ended up at times getting in trouble and paying the price. And then even with drinking, you know, caused problems in my life at a young age. But I'll tell you, David, I'm here today before you as God is my witness, 28 years of sobriety. That's great. Congratulations, man. Thank you, That's David. That's no easy task. So that, that is my greatest achievement for myself, for my children, for my family. And I tell you, man, I, that's the one thing I believe without that, I couldn't be doing anything that I'm doing today. Wow. I take that very serious. Great. Congratulations, Gavin. Thank you. So growing up, you were you got involved with some tough times. I did. And what was the mindset? How long did you run like that? What was a turning point? What made you change your mind in the, in the direction you were going? Can you touch on a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I you know, of course, I'm in that lifestyle, that arena. You know, you kind of get drawn into it. You know, you got easy money, a fast-paced lifestyle partying, pretty girls, you know, everything a young man would want, you know, and, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but it's the truth that I did get drawn into it at times and got drawn into a gang even. And then what happened was when the, the main guy, the leader died on his 21st birthday. Mm -hmm. And it kind of made me like, wow, 
you know, this is there's nothing. Other ones are going to prison. You know, it's just everything around me just seemed like it was the dead ends. Nothing good was coming out of it, you know. And I said, man, there's got to be another way. There's got to be another way of life. There's got to be another way of living, you know. And I ended up getting in trouble. And when you go away and you get in trouble and they put you away, and you have a lot of time to think. So you mean as far as incarcerated? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I went away. And during that time, man, you got nothing to do but reflect on your life. You know, what made me end up here? Why am I here? Is this me? Is this what I'm worth? Or am I better than this? Can I come out of this stronger? Can I come out of this a, a new change? Rewire my brain with a new mindset. And that time away and my sobriety and the love of my family supporting me, you know, really had me say, you know what, this is not what I want. When I get out of here, I had finished my associate's degree, believe it or not, with all that turmoil in my life before I even went away. Oh, okay. And, and believe it or not, I had quit drinking before I went away. So I came out and said, you know what, I'm going to expand on those two positives and take it to a whole nother direction, which I was able to do. And that's been now over, man, 28 years of my life flying on the straight and narrow. So you got out. What was some of the first things you did? Was it a new career you were searching for? Did you go back to what you got your associate's degree in? What? Where did you get your start? Uh, when, when I came home, luckily I had a supporting family. You know, I thank God for that because David, that's very vital. You know, when you get out, you got to have a sober support network. You got to have people that are there willing to understand that, hey, you want to change. You know, they're helping you open up doors. So I ended up going back to college and pursued my bachelor's degree, which I'm proud to say I obtained magna cum laude honors. Very proud of that. And just understood that I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I was before, but I would say it was under the guise of, quote unquote, being called a hustler. Right. And to transform into an entrepreneur is better because at the end of the day, what you're doing is sustainable for the rest of your life. And what was your bachelor degree in like? It's a bachelor of urban studies from Cleveland State University. I'm a proud Viking. And my associates from, yeah. is from LCC. I'm a proud Commodore. There you go. And then getting your bachelor's degree, wanted to become an entrepreneur. What was your first step? What did you get into? My cousin out of Florida actually owned the ice cream business. And man, he's doing really well with it to this day. And he started allowing me to move it out here and put freezers in stores and but I was working with my stepfather. You know, we don't have the best relationship in the world. So we didn't see eye to eye and we kind of parted ways. And he's my cousin from my stepfather's family. So, of course, you know, I had to be the one to kind of step away from that. But that did, David, it did show me the opportunities of being an entrepreneur and doing everything legit. And man, I tell you what, that opened my eyes really, really wide to really want to go that route of become an entrepreneur, business owner. Right. And then did you start a business at that point? At that point, I went ahead and like I said, I finished my bachelor's degree and then I got into the mortgage industry and started doing mortgages. But at that time, so many years removed from when I had been in trouble, I really felt like I couldn't get my license at that time. So I jumped into it. And then when they had that big mortgage crash, when everything imploded and exploded, 
started requiring more of the licensings, I kind of had to withdraw from that, you know, but I knew one day I said, I'm going to find something that's going to be right up my alley, allow me to get licensed. And man, I'm going to take it and and run with it like a real champion. So ice cream store to mortgages to, (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear how you got to here. So you went from mortgages and where were you at? You know, I actually had a job at Ford Motor Company in management. You know, what a what a wild ride it's been, David. <laughs> and, you know, the money was phenomenal. But to be honest with you, man, I always had been doing my own thing. I always had to make my own calls, make my own decisions. And one thing I always felt is that when I go to a job, no matter how good the pay is, they cap your earning potential. They tell you this is how much you're worth. And I always felt that I wanted to prove to myself what I was worth and be paid accurately for it by my own merits and not tell them somebody telling me, hey, you're worth a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And that's the cap on it. You can't get nothing more than that. I want to say it's either I'm worth as low as it can be or untapped potential to the skies is the limit. And for me, David, that's what motivates me every day. A hundred percent commission, I wouldn't do it any other way now. That's hard to find nowadays. Man, you're not lying. <laughs> but, you know, in that mindset, obviously coming from early on, and, you know, and I don't mean to sound this in a negative way by any means, or put it, I guess not that I, I don't want to put a shining light, I guess, in this situation. However, when you're running and you're hustling on your own in the illegal side of things, whether it's drugs, whatnot, you are an entrepreneur, right? So, and you learn all walks of the ball game. You learn, you got to, up your networking game because you got to find clients. You got to up your customer service because you want to make sure that, you know, your customers stay happy. Your product development has to be good, right? Your marketing has to be good. So you're hitting so many different levels of business. And you know what? It's 100% commission. Either you're either eating fillets one day or you're eating the value meal the next day, you know, (laughs) off McDonald's menu. But so you learn... Again, not putting a shining light on this and putting this in the positive, but there are very many correlations from running like you were to now. True or false, you're in a situation now where you're building your own team and very similar as far as the developmental skills back then compared to now, correct? Man, hey, David, you, you 100%. But here in the biggest difference being with that on this side here now, I, I always call that going from a hustler to an entrepreneur. But on the hustling side, the element that's there that's not here is a side that every day can be the last day of your enterprise. You can get business could get shut down in a lot of different ways. Right. Whereas over here, it's my own merits, my own achievements, how much time and effort I put into it. If I fail, it ain't going to be because law enforcement, it ain't going to be because somebody pointed the finger at me. If I fail, it's because I didn't want it bad enough and didn't work hard enough because I refuse to lose and I, and I will definitely work every day as hard as I can. Right. For sure. It's, it's nicer being on the legal side of things. Oh, man. It's a little bit more mind-pleasing. Man, I tell you what, David, and, and, and I've been on the legal side now, and I want you know, everybody to understand this, it's going on three decades. So, you know what I mean? But I do, I never forget my past. Because I don't ever want to repeat it. But now I, I've you know, really been on this side, you know, and years and years later is what these, I want, I want to 
do this point right now to young listeners out there, David, that, you know, you get in trouble. You go do your time. You do your parole because you get on paper when you get out. Then you think, okay, I paid my debt to society. I'm cool. Okay. But man, years and years and years later, you're putting all this stuff on applications, on trying to get licensings. And man, 15, even 20 years later, it's still coming back to haunt you. You're a totally, totally different person. You know, I had to get with the insurance commission. They were going to have me have a hearing. But I had real prominent people in the community write me letters as a testament of how I've been to pass long. And I thank God for these gentlemen. And I did not have to have a hearing. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot tougher. You know, I mean, you got to know that that changes your life for sure. It's, it's you're now climbing uphill battle where a lot of people don't know that struggle. I mean, it's, it's a, that's a different animal and something that not many people hopefully have to have to deal with. But those that, that are, hey, not to say, again, look at your shining example, not to say it can't happen, but there's a whole lot more work that goes into it, a whole lot more power that you got to drive yourself and stay mentally strong to get past this. True. And I'll tell you what, very, very much so. And especially even with, you know, even just being sober 28 years, you know, there's some times where I think in the back of my mind, man, I like to go on a business meeting and have a glass of wine. But I know deep down inside, it's not worth the risk for me. 100%. Every day is a risk with that, you know, but every day, because you're, you're only as good as <laughs> the day is new. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. So you had a lot to overcome. Right. So, I mean, obviously from an early childhood and, and running and, and being on the illegal side of things and then obviously put in an institution where, you know, you had to serve your time and coming out and, and becoming successful and taking those routes of doing the right thing and, and going back to school. And again, like you said, family had a huge part in that. But your mindset had been strong. Right? It had been somewhere it needed to stay positive. And I love what you said is. I had another guest on, and this quote you said reminds me of the exact same thing, and it just comes through each time I talk to someone, and myself, definitely it puts it in the perspective and it touches home, is you never want to repeat it. You never want to go back to where you were. All the bad stuff that goes on, it's just not worth it, you know, and, and that's what drives me, and it sounds like that's what drives you and many others out there. It's, look, we had we had tough times, right? And do I want to repeat that? I don't know. You know, no. I, I I keep pushing myself because at some point I know if I I couldn't lose it all and I don't want to go back there. You know, and you're talking about time, David, in the past when at that time I had nothing. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have children. I didn't have a business. I had nothing to lose in my mind. I thought, you know, hey, I'm invincible. Nothing could stop me. The, the road is my oyster. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's two numbers I remember. There's two sets of numbers embedded in my head. Dave. One is 135395, my Lorraine County Community College student number. No, that's right. And the other number is 304194. That's my Ohio Penitentiary number. And every time I even think about anything that's negative or see movie anything negative, that number is popping my head. And I say, which side of the fence? I'm challenging all these young people out there. If you straddle the fence and you're doing good on one side, you're going to school and you're trying to be successful and achieve your goals, but yet you're doing stuff that maybe can take it to get you a number, what side of the fence are you going to fall on? You can't straddle the fence forever. You're going to fall on one side or the other. What side are you going to fall on? 
right? Get out while you can, right? 100%. So you've overcome a lot. There's You're in a position where you're successful currently. What ultimately does success mean to you? You know, I, I'll tell you, David, one time when I got home in 1998 and I met a gentleman and he was a local businessman, he was a millionaire. And one day we're driving, you know, he took, he took me to his, we had a bet on the class and I beat him in a test. And he says, okay, I'll eat, I'll eat lunch at one of my restaurants. We're driving, he's driving. And he go, I told him, I said, man, you got everything, you know, everything. You're, you got money, you got businesses, you're, you know, why are you even back in school? Or, you know, what does this success mean to you? And he told me, he goes, you know what? If my muffler fell off right now in my car, okay, most people it would ruin their day. They would go nuts. Do they have enough money to fix it? Can they, you know, it would destroy their day. Me, I'm at the point where I say, you know what? It's okay. I'll get it done, call my mechanic, get it replaced, and I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. Because success to me is being comfortable in life. And I thought that, man, it just really just hit my head. Like, you know, because I always was money, 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 money. But you come to find out your success is comfortability. Definitely you got to have money. You got to pay your bills. You got to take care of yourself. But the five areas in the life that I work on every day, is your physical, your mental, your social, financial, and number one for me, spiritual. And if you're well-rounded, you're well-rounded, what's your Cali Blue Book value? It's just not based on, you know, it's based on not just price. It's based on the condition, mileage, bells and whistles, the whole package. I like how you put that. That's great. That's something definitely to, to keep an arsenal and, and understand as well as one hundred percent being comfortable in life, but I really don't think you have that comfortability if all of those things that you mentioned, physical, mental, social, financial, spiritual, is not balanced. You know, you have to have that that level of balance to gain that comfortability. And yeah, the money, you know, helps and, and puts that one side of pressure off, but there's so many other things we gotta we gotta keep on that scale, you know, to balance it all out. So that's great. Let me ask you this, as far as where you're at with your success current and being the broker for UGB, what has helped in the last three years your business grow? Uh, n- number one, first and foremost, is just honestly offering to people what they need and not what I think they need. Listening to them, not trying to give them more than what they want. And they end up respecting that very much. And the quality, the quality of putting them in because in this business, if I go out there and I do a life insurance policy, you know, me and you know on a personal experience about that, which I appreciate you, David. That's why I, that's why I tell people, man, David puts his money where his mouth is. And I love that about you, brother. And if I put somebody in a policy and it's not a good policy and somebody comes right behind me and gives them a better policy, then the money I made, I get charged back. But not only I do that because I'm scared of chargebacks. But I do that because I genuinely, genuinely care about people. I really love my people. I really love meaning all people. And I love my community and the surrounding areas. You know, so one thing about me when I come and do my job, I love it because I'm generally helping people and putting them in a better situation. I can agree. I can attest to that as well. You definitely care about people and, and those ones that are close to you, you keep close. And, you know, that that speaks a lot about your integrity your honesty. So I could see how your business has grown based on those things, based on your integrity, based on your honesty. And you're right. It's all about listening to what the end 
consumer wants. You know, it's not about what you think and shove this down their throat, but you're definitely someone that uh, puts your money where your mouth is and you can back <laughs> that up by your actions as well. Thank you, Dave. So when we talk about scaling a business, what does scaling your business mean to you and where do you see yourself in the next three years? Well, I definitely, the scaling for me, a big component of that is teamwork, building a, building the team built on quality and not necessarily quantity. You know, I can go on Facebook, I can go word of mouth, and I can grow this team tenfold. But not every member is the right member. Not every superstar is good at being part of the team, as they can be, you know, a problem behind the scenes. So everybody that comes in, to me, the adjustment and working well and be compatible with each other means everything in the world and, and delegate i delegate to them and they delegate to me you know we don't have like oh you know i started this you guys are on my team no we're on this team together you know i'll go over there run and get them coffee do whatever we can do there's a mutual respect that is 100 real and we would not see anybody on the team fail failure is not an option we were not let it, not allowed to let it happen, and we're striving to get a call center. That's where in in the business we're in that can really, really, really change the dynamics of everything. More people that we could help. Obviously, the finances situation. You know, I always told everybody, you take care of business, and the business will take care of you. And I believe that one hundred twenty percent. I agree, and that's great. I mean, it's and again, it's spending that quality time, excuse me, with your team and making sure they have the tools they need and the education they need to succeed. But at the same time, they're going to help you succeed as well. And I 100% agree working together. And that's only going to build a stronger foundation for your business and continue your business grow, which I love about you. Again, it's, you know, it's not about having that business grow. That just knows that you're helping more people and touching more people's lives. You know, can you tell us a little bit more, be more specific on how you will educate your team and grow your team? 100%. You know, every, everybody has a forte that's on the team. You know, mine is networking. Priscilla Ramos, she's the office manager. She organizes everything, makes sure everything's going good. And then you have Marcus Smith, you know, he's real well-versed with the Medicare product, you know. And, and another thing I wanted to tell you too, like he's actually going for his wife, Takoya's birthday. They're actually going away for the weekend. And every appointment I hit, when he gets back, he will have a share of what is made, making money while he's on vacation. That's something our team does for each other. If we don't want to feel like, oh, I'm going on vacation, I'm missing things, not nah, you're going to get paid either way. And to do that for each other, I believe, man, that loyalty right there makes us 10 times stronger. In the educational component right now, we're updating. You know, our business changes daily, weekly, monthly. Yearly. So we're constantly, constantly maybe looking at the new stuff for life insurance, for whole life, term life, universal life. You're looking at the new Medicare, what's coming on with that. And then we all get together and share it with each other. That's the nature of our conversation. And we get on, you know, basically we get on the Internet and we got tools with the UBG home office in Mansfield. 
and then you take it higher to you. We got a guy, Waylon. He's with us too, our trip. And he's over there helping us a lot too. He's one of our IMOs. And then we have Adam Reese and Tyler Reese, one of the biggest IMOs in the country. And, you know, they're always having, and all the carriers and companies are emailing us at workshops and trainings. And, you know, there's so many of them. I can't sit there and watch 10 of them. But if I take four and Marcus takes three and Priscilla takes three, and then we all get together and highlight everything we learn off those, now it becomes not so overwhelming and we won't skip a beat. That's great. That's good to know. I like a lot of content there. So I love just kind of digging deep and finding, you know, individuals' worlds of, of how they develop their business. And there's ultimately, even though I'm in a completely different business, that helps me as well. So I take things from mm-hmm. everybody and say, oh, I could do this. I could do that. So, no, I appreciate you sharing. In your business, whether it's with UBG or other businesses that you have been involved with, what has been your biggest learning experience thus far? Overall, just business overall. Sure. Whatever business you're in, and you come in there and say, hey, I represent so-and-so business, you better know the business inside out the best you can, become a master of your craft, a master of your trade. But one thing I learned is sometimes you're not going to know everything. You know, we live in an imperfect world. Not everybody knows everything all the time. So one thing I learned is when you have a client or customer and they ask you a question and you don't know, don't BS them. Don't play with their intelligence. You tell them, hey, you know what? I'm honestly right now, I don't know. But hey, let's find out together. Because they rather deal with somebody who didn't know or deal with somebody that at that moment that was honest with them than deal with a liar. And trust is the biggest, biggest component that separates the top tier level successful people in business separates them from everybody else if you don't have trust you don't have anything when you walk into a people's house home for an appointment when you walk into a person's house for an appointment they nine out of ten times they're going to know in the first couple minutes but they're going to give you your social security their social security number they're going to give you their bank account information i have never met this man ever before in my life right or if you do it over the phone there's so many scams and stuff going on nowadays and, and a lot of these people are seniors that we deal with and they don't know who to trust anymore sure that's why i like to keep it local i like to go meet them i like to say hey you know southview high school hey you know this place hey you know avon that restaurant yeah i'm from here right i'm one of you I ain't going nowhere. I've been here 50 years. Okay. Here's my driver's license. He says Ohio. <laughs> you know, here's my phone number. We're Facebook friends now. Right. Get a hold of me. Right, right. And to me, I, I just believe that when you do that and you make them feel comfortable, matter. Now, the next thing you know, they got their whole family waiting to talk to you. Right. Trust is so huge. Oh, my God. And I always say, you got to get people to like you and trust you. I said it before. And not only do I want someone to like and trust me, uh, if I'm having dealings with them, I want to get to know them, like them, trust it. it. It comes back to that networking. You know, ultimately, that's what it is. Network is just 
being likable, being trustable, and expecting the same thing from other people. And then, then what they can do or what they do do is they send you referrals. 100%. And then that's when you know, that's when you know what you have with that person is real. Right. Because they want to bring other people into that good vibes and light and energy, positive vibrations. 100%. They want them to come into that real. Absolutely. That's the biggest way to build a business. Man, I tell you, I put my reputation on it. Sure. I do. All the success that you had, what has been, and be specific, one of your greatest obstacles that you had to overcome? I mean, not 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 trying to be funny and not stating the obvious was at the time, at, you know, having a record, you know, having a record, man. I mean, you think that you would, okay, incarcerated this many years, did my parole, no problem, got off on even a little bit early because it was good, did everything they asked, and then 10, 15 years down the road, it's still stopping you from getting licensings, from getting employment in certain sectors. And to me, I said, man, it just is, you know, not, not it didn't seem fair, right? You know, it didn't seem fair because I was not that person who I once was. My mind is completely rewired. And I want to motivate young people out there and tell them, hey, you can do this, you can change. But I don't want to lie to them when that obstacle can't be overturned at times. Right. So, and I mean, again, that's that's something that a lot of people may not face, but you have your record. You, you've been fighting for 10 to 15 years now. Everything, you know, is lining up for you to be in a better place than you were. And then something hits you and it, and it's like you, know, you were denied application or denied your licensing. They were going to have and It's been honestly, it was over about 25 years. <laughs> so even longer. And they were still going to actually have a hearing with me. Right. But a couple of gentlemen from Lorraine County, prestigious places, wrote me letters. And I'll tell you what, they called me back and said, congratulations, no need hearing necessary. And the power of networking could never have been stronger in my life yeah. on that day. And so you, so they said, <laughs> no, they, they wanted to do a hearing. I'm sure at that point, your mind's in turmoil. Like you said, it's not fair. It's exhausting. You've already had to go through enough. Now you're going through even more that you just want to get better. What was your mindset? I'm just going to reach out to whoever I can. What did you, what were your thoughts during that point in your actions to say, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to let this be a problem to me anymore. How did you face it? Well, my mindset is... I learned I had to be real proactive. I couldn't just sit there and say, okay, that's what it is. That's what it is. Because one thing I learned in this great country of ours is there's always exceptions. There's always ways to, you know, not everything's set stone, you know. And I went ahead, I contacted the insurance office in Columbus, and I said, hey, you know, what could I do? What can help me with this hearing? Because I would think, you know, I'm thinking I'm going into the hearing, you know, but what can help me be successful in this hearing and ultimately ultimately allow me to obtain my license? 
and they go, oh, well, do you, you know any, you know, people out there, letters of recommendation from our people, influential people, city leaders, people in public office, it would really help. And, you know, luckily for me, I'm always out there working with a lot of Hispanic organizations, you know, doing a lot of community events. And I got to have a real good name in the community. And a lot of these people know that, hey, 25 years later, I'm super trustworthy, super honest, man of integrity, man of respect. And the letters they wrote, man, I, I, I said, man, you sure this is me? <laughs> wow. They made me, man, they made me feel. Oh, man, I, I probably never felt like that in my life, man. I felt, you know, to the point where like, wow, this is, these are what these prestigious men think about me. Man, I was so humbled and honored. Man. Yeah, you know? which is awesome. And I, I think that goes back to even your mindset. You mentioned earlier that you knew one day you're going to be here. You knew one day you're going to be an entrepreneur. You knew one day you're going to be successful. And I think sometimes going through those hardships and especially at that obstacle where you thought everything's going to be taken away from you again, man, the universe works in mysterious ways, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, however your beliefs, you come out of that feeling even better. A little bit of time, a little bit, again, one big thing you mentioned too, is you got to be proactive, be proactive to go get that. And, you know, the universe, again, whoever sees it, feels that, knows it, you have that belief. And then boom, then you're hit with the success. And, and that's a that's a great way to show how to overcome an obstacle. So, man, kudos to you, brother, for sure. And, and I know it's been a struggle. I know it's been tough, but look at you now. And I just want to go touch on a couple of things that you said and then ask you one more question is. That's fine. You've said so many good things, starting from gratitude is the best attitude, things that people can relate to and people can implement in their life to become successful, that attitude of gratuity is, is one of the biggest. Become a professional networker. Always know that you're networking and you want to talk to people and you want to get them and get to know them and them to get to know you based on like and trust. One thing I, I see is back then compared to now, and like you said, you it was easy to get drawn into that crowd, mainly because you're with that crowd. But look at you now and look at the crowd you're around. And it's a classic example in your case that you lived in is you become who you hang around, right? Yeah. So I think that's a huge part of your story as well. I love the fact that you have blind faith that you knew one day you're going to make it. I love the fact that what motivates you and drives you, you say you never want to go back to where you were. Proactive, being proactive obviously plays home to it all. All those things you gave to us, if you can sum this up, how can you and what would you do to give advice on how to become a successful business professional? Well, my, my grandfather, David, my mother's side, my Hispanic side, raised me as a father. And he told me two things. He said, when one plus one don't equal two, don't do. Don't let no gray areas enter your life. Keep it black and white. When one plus one does not equal two, don't do. And then he told me another one. A little boy came home one day with a black eye. And his dad said, son, who gave you that black eye? And the little boy looked up at his dad in the eyes and said, dad, ain't nobody give it to me. I fought for it. And those things right there, 
always put in my head. Like when they told me they weren't going to do a hearing, I said, you know what? I'm going to fight to not have this hearing. Or if I have to have the hearing, I'm going to fight to make it a successful hearing. So everything I took with me, and like you said earlier, even from the hustling, you learn business rules, you learn business ways, you learn, you know, entrepreneurship, which the hustler transformed into the entrepreneur. But you learn what to do and not what to do and how to be successful. And I felt like, man, if you could be successful in a concrete jungle and coming out here to Little House on the Prairie, man, you're going to be super successful because you're not going to have that many. You're going to have not have all those extra elements that can bring you down. Now, the only one that can bring me down is me. And I refuse to lose, man. My the tiger has never went away. You know, I wake up to stay successful is I wake up every day like I don't have a nickel to my name. I wake up every day like I don't I have one second of sobriety, not 28 years, because a relapse can happen to me just as anybody else, man. We live in an imperfect world and I'm only human. And every day I need to learn something new because this world is ever changing. And you gotta go with the flow. You gotta go with the time. You have to. And so being successful in business, every other area of your life has to be running on food cylinders too. Because if it's not, then the successfulness of a businessman, but he doesn't have it good at home, or he doesn't have it good socially, or he doesn't have it good in any other area, eventually will affect all areas. So if you ain't running on all cylinders, every day before I go to bed, I ask myself about those five areas. What did I do today to improve myself? And all these areas of financial on the business side is one of them. You know, what did I do? And if I didn't do anything, I'm not going to lay down and peacefully go to bed. I'm going to get up and do something that I needed to do. And that's how I really believe in that. That's what's allowed me and with the business, learning from my partners, Marcus, partnering up with people in a community, younger entrepreneurs, such as my good friend Fabian Condoladio has been very, you know, he's keeping me on my toes. Sometimes you got to hang out with the younger people, man. I'm 50 <laughs> years old now <laughs> and they'll push you a little bit, you know, and, and even at the gym. They push me a little bit. So to be successful, more importantly, anybody in the world can fall backwards and win the world title. I love Buster Douglas. Okay. But to sustain and be a longtime world champion like Muhammad Ali, to sustain, sustain that success every day, you got to act like you don't have it. Like you're going to get it. It's almost like you're chasing the high of the business world because you don't have it. Because the day you, you start to feel that you have it and you start to relax and take your foot off the gas, it can go right by you, man. This real can change in an instant, man. That's awesome. A lot of great advice. A lot of great notes I took. Listen, Mike, dude, I, you need to write a book. Well, like man. You already <laughs> named the title Hustler to Entrepreneur. Like, you got it. You're ready for it. Well, hey, help me out, David. <laughs> You've been helping me for 20 years. Help me out, David. <laughs> Listen, I, I, all the content you gave was fantastic. I know I got a lot out of it. I'm sure you touched many of people just by sharing your story, which I appreciate. If someone wants to find out even more about you, 
Is there social media? Is there content that you provide? How can someone reach out to you and, and kind of follow you, get to know you? Now, now, keep in mind, once again, I keep repeating this and keep aging myself, but hey, I'm proud that I live to be 50 because there was one time in my life where I didn't think I would reach 50. And, you know, so I'm old school. So I don't do all that Twitter gram and Insta, <laughs> what, you know, all that stuff, David. But I do do Facebook. And I'm on there as Mike Delgado, Lorraine, Ohio. And then just yesterday, look at the timing of this. That's how good God is. UBG Lorraine group was just formed yesterday. So we have UBG Lorraine, thanks to my younger partners. (laughs) They keep me, you know, they keep me going. To be honest with you, anybody reach out to talk on any aspect, you can reach me on Facebook, Mike Delgado, Lorraine, Ohio or UBG Lorraine. Great. And we'll definitely add this content so you can see at the bottom and, and get a hold of Mike to kind of follow him, talk, maybe ask some more questions. It's definitely someone you want to get to know an incredible, incredible person to have on your side. So Mike, again, I appreciate it. Thank you for being here very, very much. I'm honored. And again, thank you. Well, David, I just want to conclude with saying this, man, being here and being able to share my journey my GPS in life stands for God's plans siempre. Siempre in Spanish means always. God's plan always. And that leads me, it led me here today. And when God takes me somewhere to be that I need to be, I'm a vessel through him. So being here with you, always being with you is always a blessing. <laughs> but being here with you and, and this beautiful crowd who's listening, bottom of my heart, man, you guys made my day. And I thank each and every one of you. And David, I, I thank you for allowing me to have this platform and God for guiding me and leading me here, man. Thank you, everybody. Much love and respect to all. For sure. Thank you again, Mike. And again, check out the links. You'll have Mike's links there. You know where to find us, davidandrus.com on the Mission Matters Network. So please look us up there. You know, you can reach out at any time. We always enjoy everyone's opinions and thoughts and suggestions. So please. Listen, like us, subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on our show on Scaling Your Business, on our website, davidandrus.com, you can go to podcast and click on be a guest and send your information in and we will get back to you within a few days and we could set something up. We always are interested in everybody's stories. Everyone has a story to share. So Please make make your story notable and make sure that you share your experiences. So until next time, remember from Mike's word, gratitude is the best attitude. And we will see you on the next show. Thank you guys so much again for being a part of us. And we look forward to hearing from you. Take care. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.